Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and we've got a great show lined up for you today. Even if it's a day late, I hope you'll forgive me. We're going to have a conversation with evangelist Sean Tice. Sean's been on the podcast before. He was on our Father's Day edition. We talked about fatherlessness and the the troubles with that. Well, uh, since then, Sean and I actually had a chance to meet. And uh, he came and, and preached for me at our, our school's annual retreat, did a fantastic job. And, and part of that retreat involved him and I uh, kind of having an interview about Ephesians 2 um, and, and the gospel. And so I thought I'd, I'd air that here this week. I thought it was a really good conversation. Sean does a great job. Uh, we just basically walk right through the passage. So I hope you'll enjoy this. So this is Evangelist Sean Tice and I talking about... Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, by the way, a, a, a shout out to the fine folks at uh, Lake Wabisa Bible Camp, which was where we were for our retreat. They do a great job, so if you're ever interested in them, uh, look them up. So anyway, um, here's our conversation. I'm going to call our evangelist, uh, Sean come on up. And join me up here. All right, we're going to have more of a kind of a conversation. More of a, like an interview. I'm, I'm a podcast guy. You guys know that. Oh, yeah. Um, that's just my nerd thing to do. Oh, yeah. And so I like interviewing people. Oh, yeah. And so I thought I'd do that here. We tried that here a little bit. And uh, maybe I'll put this on my podcast. You guys want to be on my podcast? Yes! Right. It doesn't pay anything. This, this portion of scripture as soon as I can find uh, Ephesians in my Bible. Okay. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 1. Everyone there? Alright. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace we have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before him that we should walk. So, Sean, we're going to talk about the gospel. We're going to talk about salvation. You mentioned that in the message that you just preached about the uh, first step in uh, coming to Christ, this idea of, of knowing that you're a sinner. And I think that's what this, the first part of this whole passage is about. We were the sons of disobedience. We lived the passion of flesh. So maybe talk to us a little bit about uh, that idea of recognizing your sin, recognizing that you're a sinner. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, is my one? Can you hear me? Hello, hello. 
Hello, hello, hello. There we go. Okay, there, we are. there it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, with this uh, first verse, it's talking about being dead, you know, because of your disobedience. You know, does that mean that you were, you were born and you disobeyed right away when you were born? It, it means that we have a sin nature, okay? And that, anybody understand what it means? Just raise your hand if you understand what it means you have a sin nature. Sin nature means that you, you were born and you, you were, had a natural tendency to do things wrong, okay? You, you had a natural tendency to sin. And our sin automatically leads us to, to death. Death where? Death where? In hell, okay? And so that's, and that's what the Bible teaches us. I mean, it's, so verse 1 is talking about this and, and your many sins. And anybody in here never sinned before? Raise your hand if you've never sinned. Never, 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 never sinned before. Because if you raise your hand, you'd be lying. So every single one of us has sinned, right? Let's face it. Okay. I mean, yeah, we've all sinned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I never killed anybody. I never raped anybody. I've never been even stolen. I'm not that bad person. I'm not like, um, you know, we just had 9 11 uh, this past week. So I'm not like Bin Laden. Yeah. Bad. I mean, I, I'm bad just like everybody. So it's, it's not that big a deal, right? No, it is because the Bible says you're separated from God regardless of what sin it is. You know, you know we can't label. You know, there's, and there's, that's the problem with some religions and stuff because they've had levels of sin. And you know, they've labeled it, well, you know, well, I'm not as bad as that person, or at least I, I go and do this one religious activity. It makes me feel better. But no, all, all sin is, is the same. I mean, are there different consequences for our sin? Yeah, there's different consequences. We, you know, we kill somebody, we're, we could be put to death because we killed somebody. But there's, if we, you know, we've stolen something, there's going to be a penalty for that. We might get charged a fine. We might get locked up. I don't know, but there's different penalties. But all sin's the same. I mean, so all sin... No matter where we think it is on whatever spectrum we've come up with, all sin separates us from God. Yes. Even the big sins or the little sins that nobody else knows about. That's what the Bible says. Okay. Yeah. So, what do you say to the person who struggles with that idea of just like, I, I just can't vision myself. Why would God send me to hell? I mean, because I need. I mean. Yeah, that's one of those things you can you can ask that. I, mean, I don't know. It's, sometimes we don't understand things. I mean, there's stuff that that God we read in the we read in the Bible and we question stuff and we can't wrap our minds around it. You know why why would God allow this? But there's things I can't wrap my mind around. Like how has God lived forever and ever and ever? You know what I mean? Do you ever wrap your mind around that? Do you ever try to? I can't. I can't. But someday I will be able to understand that when I go to heaven. But it's really it's all by faith. It's understanding it by faith and understanding by faith that. I'm a sinner. Well, I think it goes back to what you said earlier about yeah. sin nature. If I have a sin nature, that means not only am I prone to sin, but my mind is not right. So I'm not in a good place to judge yeah. if I'm a good person or a bad person or a good sinner or a really, really bad sinner. Um, my, my thoughts are automatically skewed on that. So I need to trust God's word and not just my own thoughts. Yeah. And it's, uh, we're, we're the created. We have to we got to remember that we're the ones that were created by God, okay? We were not the creator. He's the creator. And some stuff we have to just take it by faith. Yeah. And take it by faith that our creator has it all under control. And he's, that's the way he set it up. And we might not understand everything. And the Bible says lean not on, on your own understanding. You know, we're not supposed to lean on our understanding. We just trust God and trust his word. And I don't think that moving on to the next part here, I don't think we look at this and say, well, God just wants to send he just seems to be a bad person, so that's it. Because this whole word, I mean, it, Paul 
goes on great lengths to talk about God's grace and how he wants to lavish that grace and that mercy on us. So salvation is by grace. So what does that mean? Well, there's, okay, you got to understand there's a difference between mercy and there's a difference between grace, okay? Mercy is us not getting what we do deserve, okay? Because we're sinners, we deserve to go to hell. We do. But, that's, that's, but mercy is us not getting that. Grace is us getting stuff we don't deserve, like heaven, okay? So understanding that there's a difference, because a lot of people get mixed up mercy and grace. So understand, mercy is what you don't, you get what you, you don't get what you deserve, Grace is you get, you get what you don't deserve. Okay, does that make sense? You guys with me? So grace is us getting, getting heaven, getting to have a, a joyful life on this earth. And, and it's, it's an amazing thing because we're, we're destined for hell without Christ. But through Christ, we get amazing things, okay? We get amazing powers that we get to have and, and have this, this, this opportunity. And God fills us with these powers. Do you guys ever hear, this is kind of, I'm going to go off topic for a second. Do you ever hear of Spider-Man? Who's ever heard of Spider-Man? Raise your hand if you heard of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. I'm a DC guy. Okay, sorry. But you like to, you, he, he, likes the, he likes the depressing gloom and doom. I'm just kidding. But anyway, Spider-Man got bit by what? A spider. Spider-Man got bit by a spider. He's able to shoot what? Okay, he's able to shoot webs, right? Okay. Is he? Well, okay, but everybody, in the, everybody that's not huge into it knows he can shoot by what, right? He's able to shoot. I don't know. Okay, you're in control. Just be quiet. Okay. So, Spider-Man got bit by a spider, and, and for everybody besides about 99% of America, besides like 1% of America, they understand that he shoots, shoots webs. Okay, stay with me. Stay with me. So, so he can shoot webs. He's got this power. Now, picture this, okay? He, that, now, picture that as that's him getting bit by that. That's the grace of God. Okay? God gave him that. But so many Christians, we get saved, we trust in Jesus as our Savior, and we get this power that we have. And instead, we're like Spider-Man. We go to our house, and we sit down in our living room, and we're like, awesome. This is awesome. I, 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 don't, I get to go to heaven when I die. That's awesome. I've accepted Jesus as my Savior. And if you've never done that before, then that's the most important thing you can ever do, like I talked earlier. But if you have, you get this power, and when we, we as Christians take that and just kind of keep it to ourselves, it's like sitting in your living room and shooting a web and opening up the fridge and, and pulling out a soda and bringing it to yourself. Or, or going out to your backyard and, and shooting a web and, pull, and pulling yourself up to the backboard and dunking the ball. And that's like you getting grace. And, and what I'm trying to say is when you get grace, we have an opportunity to pass that grace along to other people. Does it make sense? And you get all these powers because spider Man's supposed to be out fighting crime. He's supposed to be out helping people, right? You guys with me? And instead, we, we, we as Christians, we trust in Jesus as our Savior. We get this this powers that are put upon us because of God and, and, and grace is us getting what we don't deserve. That's power to live in this earth, to resist temptation. To, and it doesn't mean we're always going to be perfect. It really doesn't. We're not. We're not going to be perfect. But it means that we have the power to fight those things and to work, live in, with God. That's what grace is. It gives us the opportunity to have hope. I get to have heaven when I die and I get to have, share hope with other people. And whenever you keep that grace to yourself, it's like you being like Spider-Man keeping that power to himself. What a waste. You know what I'm saying? You guys with me? Because yeah, we use it as a ticket out of hell instead of using it as something that's life-changing. that make sense? You guys? Yeah, and that's really what the rest of the chapter, verses 11, right on through. Wow. wow. Um, that's really... <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I just said something heretical at that point? Yes. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, but chapter, uh, verse 11, John now, talks about our relationship with other people. And then that God made us... In fact, in, in verse 10, God made us for good works. He purposed for us to, 
to be to, have, to be people who do this yeah. work, and that, that that has a direct relationship on everybody else that we meet. So you weren't saying to go sit at home and pull it out another soda or, or, or whatever. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about you, as you mentioned this morning, this morning, this evening, uh, which is really good. I think that we all need to stop and think about is that there is in this passage a turning point. There is a time when you are the sons of disobedience, giving in to the power of your flesh, whatever. But by grace you've been saved through faith. And so now you're a different person. You were this, but now you're this. So you talked about it's not just enough to know stuff, but you know, Romans 10 talks about who sort of help on the Lord shall be saved. There's a time when you're not saved, yeah. then there's a time that you are. Exactly. So there, there, there's a turning point. It's not just a matter of some people in this room, I mean, almost since the womb, right? Um, and it's the only life you've ever known is a Christian family, a Christian school, a Christian church, and just kind of go along with it. But there has to come a time, even you, good church, Christianish guy, needs to realize you're a sinner. You need to call on the Lord to the So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us that. Well, I think, I think. Verse 4, I love it. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. God loved you so... You, gotta, you have to understand that God loved you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you, and you have, you have to accept that. You can't just say, oh, that's good. Because yeah, how many people do you come across that are like, yeah, Jesus is awesome, but they don't really have a true faith in Jesus. You know, they don't actually have never called upon Jesus to save them. They never confessed their sins and, and called upon Jesus to save them. It's an opportunity you have to accept. I mean, there's a ton of people walking around with crucifixes around their neck or tattoos about Jesus, but they don't have Jesus as their Savior, okay? There's a big difference there. And so, and it's, it's one thing when, I, when we travel in, with our ministry and navigating through this, seeing there's so many people that believe in God, they believe that there's something special about God and about Jesus, but they're, they're, they've never accepted Jesus as their Savior. That's the most important thing. And there is this transformation, and it says... Even when, in verse 5, and when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. We, because of his mercy, he, didn't, he doesn't destroy us, but by grace. We accepted Jesus' as, as grace, how he saved us. And it says in verse 6, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. We get to accept that. And I just, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's you getting to decide, do I want it? Do I want to have a relationship with Jesus or don't I? And, you know, it's, it's something you have to decide. You have to make a decision. Do I want to follow Jesus with my life? And sometimes, sometimes people reject it because they've seen so many Christians that have acted like hypocrites. We had a, we had a foreign exchange student in our school. Um, he was from Bermuda when I was in seventh grade. He was an amazing soccer player. This guy scored, I don't know, like 30-some goals in one season. Incredible soccer player. And he, was, he was incredible. I remember count, I was in seventh grade, so I'm like counting his goals. And he was so lazy, though. He could walk up and just score a goal. And the, goal, the goalie would just not even know what to do because he was so quick and stuff. And everybody, you know, us American soccer players, we, were like, we didn't even go near him. But he, he said one time, he said, I don't want to accept Jesus because I've seen how these guys act that say they are Christians. Finally, he did get saved, and he realized that, that regardless of how other people act, he needed to believe in Jesus and trust in Jesus as a Savior so that he could have a personal faith and he could grow, go to heaven when he died and so that he could have hope on this earth. And again, understand that. Don't go by what everybody else is doing. Go by you deciding 
Not what your parents have done, not what your friends have done. You making the decision. It's an individual decision. I had a teenager one time, a youth group, say to me, he said, well, my parents take care of that. that don't let your, your parents can't take care of your salvation. Okay? It's a decision you have to make. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, and that's, some of you know my testimony. I, I grew up in a Christian home. In a Christian school, anymore. I grew up in a Christian home. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. So I, I did grow up in a Christian home. As far as I, I don't ever remember not being in church. And I was, uh, for the most part, one of the good kids. I don't know, some of you don't believe um, I pretty much did what I was told. I, I didn't mess around too much. And uh, people just kind of assumed I was a Christian. And throughout uh, my, even my high school career, I was leading in spiritual activities, such as Bible studies and things like that. I knew the Bible academically. I, I knew uh, all the verses to go to. I, I knew a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of theology. Um, but I knew, and I, and I remember it was in high school, I started thinking, as much as I knew stuff, I didn't know Christ. Um, and I knew there was a relationship that other people talked about that I didn't have. And so I remember in college um, going through that, and I, I remember one night, I'd love to tell this story because it's just so me. I was debating my dorm room. There were 40 guys in this dorm from college. And so we were debating about a controversial theological topic. It was me against basically 39 other guys. And I just loved it. I just relished the group of people. Um, and I was right. By the way, I still content. Right. Um, but the next day, we had a preacher come through a chapel, and my heart was convicted that I was not a Christian. And I just knew it. I knew that all of this stuff was just academic, and I knew this stuff really didn't take place in my heart. And I just and remember that night, um, we had a lights out there. Um, and I, just, I got out of my bed, I went up to my dorm room, and his name was Dan. I said, Dan, you've got to talk. I said, okay, well, I'm going to I said, I am not saying and I know, no, 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 I'm not. Just trust me on this, I'm not. And I, I mean, it's done. I remember sitting in my bed that night, the guy just kind of telling me, not audibly, but you're done. You're, you're, you're done playing this game. It stops now, and you're getting, you're, you're, you're getting in a relationship. So I remember I went up to Dan, will you pray with me? And he showed me scriptures I had already memorized. You know, I knew this stuff. And, um, and I remember the day, I remember the exact moment when I was there. It's like I had to cut through a lot of pride and a lot of arrogance. Because um, I was just debating these guys just last night. And I remember I, I, I told people the next day that you know, I was about to say it was very embarrassing for me because, you know, I was the theologian of this of this dorm. Um, but I will say to their credit, each one of those guys came up to me and just welcomed me into the family of God. And so my fear is with a lot of the people maybe in this room right now that um, you haven't got to that point. What you're what you're messing with is is a whole lot of head knowledge, a whole lot of facts about the Bible, but not a real relationship. Any closing, we're going to close this time. Any closing thoughts just about the gospel, just about accepting Christ?
I mean, the, you know, verse 8, I love it because it's, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and then not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so then we have this question is, so if I get saved, do I have to live for God? Because I'm not working for God. I'm not working my way to heaven. Why should I? You know what I mean? And, I, and so the reason why, you've got to understand this, the reason why we want to serve God, if you, and if, again, you don't, do, you don't do works to get to heaven. Understand that. But the reason why you want to live for God and serve God after you get saved is because you love God. And, and you want to you you act in a mindset of I'm thankful for what God did for me, and I'm so thankful, and I could never repay it, but I'm so thankful that I live for God and I tell others about Him and I, and I, I serve in my local church and, I, and I, I walk with Him and I read His Word and I pray because of what God did, He saved me from hell, from an eternity in hell. And, and understanding, again, that you, you can't work your way to heaven. There's no matter how many people you, you try to help or encourage or try to do good things. I've heard several adults tell me in, in, before, they say, you know what, well, I, I think I'm a good person. You know, I think I've done good. I've, I've been nice to people. That doesn't save you. Like I said earlier, going to church doesn't save you, but you having a faith in God, but then even after you get saved, understand when you put your faith in Jesus, understand that you do works because you love God. And one last thing is, you know, as you look at the Bible, as teenagers, I know it's hard to look at the Bible and see all these rules. And you're like, man, why is there so much stuff I can't do? Don't look at it like that. Look at it as it's, it, God is a father that loves you. And the reason why he's listed these things out in his scriptures is because he wants to protect you because he knows the stuff that he says not to do in here is going to hurt you. It's going it's, it to, it's going to hurt you. And I, and I, I had, when I was growing up, I had no rules. I honestly didn't. I had nothing. You know, the, my mom had, I had no rules. I really did. And, and I have scars from that. And, 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 but I'm thankful that I had a youth group and a Christian school and, and people in my life to guide, kind of guide me. And I had scripture to guide me on how I could live. But I want to encourage you to get in God's word to find some instruction on how you should live as, as a teen. Because it will help you. It will help you make those decisions. Especially if you have a home like I did where you don't have any rules. Um, find, how, allow God to father you. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. All right. We're going to close out this time here. Well, and that's where we stop. I think it was a good talk. And so be sure to check out Sean's ministry. And this is, will be our, our recommended resources. You can check him out at uh, one of two websites. If you're looking for more information about him or his ministry, please check out GodIsMyDad.com. GodIsMyDad.com, finding security and worth in him. Or if you're interested, you can also check out Life Factors Ministries. That's lifefactors.org, and uh, you can check him out there, check out his ministry, his itinerary, how you can be praying for him. He's got articles on there. He's got blogs. He even got his own podcast up there. Uh, he hasn't updated in a while, so I'm not worried about the competition, but uh, that's up there. He's got some books um, and devotionals for you, so check that out. Get the swag. Get the, get his merchandise, his merch, not swag. Uh, I've got a God is My Dad t-shirt. And uh, he's got some fine stuff on there, so you want to check that out. So don't forget to check out our website as well, where you can find the links to all these things at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. And uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Basic Bible Cast. So until next week, have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.